Here's Richard. Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Drive at Large. I am your ever-humble host, Richard Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. Yes, we do. We just so want to be loved. Why is everybody picking on me? 606-6762 is our call-in number. That's 606-6762. We look forward to your uh, we look forward to your phone calls. I did put a phone call into Will Stewart yesterday, candidate for Alderman in Ward 2, explained to him that uh, Bob Sullivan was interested in a debate and um, awaiting a return call. I've I've actually uh, had people who heard us discussing or heard me discussing that possibility tomorrow say that they believe that would be a really good debate and they'd be interested to listen. So hopefully Will Stewart will uh, be willing to discuss the issues facing Ward 2 and the city with his rival Bob O'Sullivan uh, between now and the election, which reminds me I have a couple phone messages from candidates that I need to get back to who have uh, called to ask for time on the air. I don't know. Do you think potentially being a, you know, unindicted felon will um, affect our ability to get guests on the show, Josh? I, I don't know. Are you, are you worried about this? I am worried about it, Rich. Are you? How worried are you? Worried enough to walk out and leave right now. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, coming up this hour, we'll have uh, community connections. You know, um, do you remember whether or not we did a community? It seems to me we did a community connections about some of the stuff that the Granite United Way is doing in Manchester schools with reading programs and stuff like that. Do you have a recollection of that? Sounds vaguely familiar. Sounds vaguely familiar. Of research. Please. So uh, while they're in the midst of their annual campaign, they are uh, all hands on deck over there. So it's been a little difficult to get them uh, get them in for live stuff. But, you know, it's the great part about so many of the interviews we did is that they're really kind of timeless. And that's uh, that's a good thing. All right. I want to weigh in on a couple things here. Um, there was actually uh, a, a pretty interesting discussion last night at the Board of School Committee about uh, goals and there were there were a couple of votes, one on changing the policy so that at the beginning of each term, no later, I think, than the end of March, the board will establish goals for the two-year term, which I think is a good thing. I think there ought to be a discussion about goals and whatnot. But there was also a vote last night on goals that this board, which has got less than two months, really, we get what, November, December, we've got maybe two or three more meetings as a, as a school board, we'll have one, maybe two in November, one in December. And uh, October has already come and gone. I don't think we meet again until after the election, which would be uh, correct. So our next meeting will be the 13th. The election uh, is the... <laughs> yes, I got a member of our large and loyal listening audience. Yeah, we we talked about that uh, this morning. Lisa Freeman asked the question of whether or not I was going to be allowed to vote. And I took the opportunity to uh, to say that per the charter, in as much as this matter affects me personally, I will abstain as required. And when the roll call vote came around, I abstained per the charter. I learned that trick from uh, Tony Sapienza. 
I abstain as per the city charter. That's what he said when he um, honored the charter's conflict of interest provisions and did not vote on the contract for the waterworks because his son works there. So, uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, but there were discussions about goals last night, and I objected to the goals initially. I didn't want to make a big to-do out of it because, I, generally speaking, am supportive of the idea of goals, but I don't think it's right. Just like I didn't think it was right for the school board to hire people nominated by Deborah Livingston, the superintendent who was on her way out the door. I mean, think about this, folks, right? You've got a superintendent who is literally packing up her desk to leave, nominating key members of the district office staff where vacancies existed for an incoming superintendent who may or may not find those people capable, qualified, somebody he thinks he can work with. And I can't say a whole lot because a lot of this stuff happens in non-public or otherwise involves personnel. Let's just say that, um, well, Superintendent Vargas, uh, let's just say that a number of school board members, even those who don't like me, have said, well, that was, we probably should have listened to you. We probably should have gone that way and let the incoming guy pick his own team rather than the outgoing person who stranded us mid-year. Anyway, so, but on the, on the topic of the goals, I'm, for, but you, to listen to these people say, well, you know, we, we, want the, we want the next board to know that these were our goals. Well, you know, some of, some of the people on this board won't be there on the next board. That's just a fact. Not every incumbent is going to win. We don't know which ones won't, but with new board members, even if it's just one, with new board members come new new discussions, new priorities, new points of view. But the conversation ultimately ended up turning. And I think John Avard made some good points. But the you know, John DePietro spoke. And he kind of criticized the goals. John DePietro running for Ward 6 school board said, you know, nothing nothing about your goals has anything to do. It doesn't mention students. It mentions funding. And one thing is academic and it's, you know, the, the math curriculum kind of thing. So here here's the thing. We ended up getting to actual discussion of the actual goals. And I know. Ah. Uh, that evil Rich Gerard. He voted against lowering class sizes. No, I didn't. Our number one goal now, because it passed, with only me, Lisa Freeman in Ward 5, and John Avard opposed. I forget how the mayor voted, and I, I didn't record it. I think he voted in favor. Create a budget that fully funds the needs of our district and make it competitive with surrounding districts. Develop a developed a campaign and strategy for obtaining those funds for our district. That was a goal that Erica Connors picked at the board. Board members said, oh, yes, this is our, going to be our number one. We want this to be number one. Because what we did was we submitted our, you know, three goals. And then as a board, we reviewed them and we sort of scored them, you know, on a scale of whatever. I forget the exact process. And the, the, the top three were supposed to be the goals of the board. But... There are actually five goals because a couple of them tied. 
Some people read this as our budget needs to be competitive with surrounding districts. Others said our district needs to be competitive with surrounding districts. See, I oppose that goal because implied in the goal, inherent in the goal, is that the district is not competitive. Why would we need to be made competitive if we were already competitive? You you know what I mean? I'll take Erica Connors at her word that it was meant to say that the district should be competitive, not that our budget should be competitive. They said last night, I'll take you at your word. That's what you mean, but you are inherently saying that we aren't. Right, and there were five board members that didn't fill out the matrix at all. So of the of the 10 board of the 15 board members or the 14 board members, I don't remember if they asked the mayor. I'd have to go back and look at the matrix. Anyway, not everybody filled it out. Who knows if everybody scored it? So, but the upshot is, is, you know, and I, and I reminded the board, I said, you know, we took a motion, we, we approved a motion, which I made incidentally, authorizing the superintendent to open discussions with surrounding towns to start marketing our many magnet and other programs that are unique to Manchester that would be attractive to kids in any district. So why are we going to adopt a goal that basically says we are not a competitive school district and our goal is to become a competitive school district? I think that's fundamentally wrong. I think it fundamentally misrepresents what's happening in Manchester schools. Oh, yes, we could do better. Everybody can. You never, you know, you never quite reach that place where everything is the way it should be. That's just life. So I oppose that. Redistricting, number two, redistricting to reduce class size and free up funds for better use. That was also one of the goals recommended by Erica Connors. It was the number two choice of board members. Well, how many times have we heard people like Leslie Want and others say, oh, redistricting isn't going to save us money. It's going to cost us money. The mere act of redistricting, folks, is not necessarily going to lower class sizes. Oh, sure, it may may shift population from school to school. And that may help in some places. But fundamentally, you want to lower class sizes, you're probably going to need to hire more teachers. How do you, you know, and, and by the way, do we know that redistricting is going to free up money? No, we don't. To hear some people say, like Leslie Watt in Ward 4, all she ever says is, well, it's going to probably cost us money. It's not a cost-saving thing to do redistricting. But that's the number two goal of the board. Number three, reduce class sizes to no more than 22 for K-2 through and no more than 25 for 3 through 12. As I said last night, taking a quick look at the recent enrollment reports, um, many of our classrooms are already there. It's our board policy. If I'm not mistaken, I could be. Our policy manual is literally three pages, three inches thick, double-sided. It's bigger than the, 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 you know, the Beijing phone book for crying out loud. Goal number four, build up the expendable trust funds to a minimum of 15% of the operating budget. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You know what 15% of the operating, but depends on how you calculate the operating budget. But if you take $167 million as our operating budget, not counting our federal funds, and you, you want uh, 15% of that, that means you're going to have a $25, $25 million sitting in expendable trusts. 
that is, uh, you know, a goal in order to be reached is going to be achievable. That is not achievable. Not in 100 years. I'm not saying we shouldn't have reserves. I'm the chairman of the subcommittee on finance. I know we need reserves. But 25 million bucks? Yeah, no. (laughs) That's just not happening. That's just not going to happen. Uh, And uh, nor frankly should it. Because that's $25 million from some way, shape, manner, or form is coming out of the taxpayer. And when people point to the city and its reserves, they're wrong. uh, Because the city's got what's called a rainy day fund, which is not an expendable trust. It's a reserve that offsets revenue shortfalls that the uh, city can't offset by spending cuts. That's got about nine million bucks. There's the economic development fund that's got about three million bucks, but the city's actual expendable trusts and reserves nowhere near that fifteen percent marker. And then, of course, there's the unified math curriculum. The other point that I wanted to make is there were a number of things in the matrix of priorities that didn't make the uh, the final cut that the district either has already completed or already started undertaking, and so. What good are the priorities if what you're doing is not in line with the priorities? Why not make a priority what you're doing, get some low-hanging fruit picked, get some things done, and build momentum towards the other goals? Frankly, I think a lot of these priorities are just people coming up with puffery in an election year so they can look like, oh, they're champions of you know, more resources and smaller classes. Anyway, it passed. As we say on my end of town, This is Gerard at Large.